fingers crossed, but yeah, I think there are some Hurricanes players who can put up big numbers this week. Let's check out that stock report. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Miami. Heads into such an important matchup. I'm a little nervous. I know it's midweek. We still have three days left before the game. But I'm a little bit nervous because I know how much this game means to the Canes, to the coaches, and to the narrative. Right? You've got to put on a good showing and you've got to beat North Carolina this weekend. Uh, So we are bringing back this week, since we have an actual game to talk about, we are bringing back the stock report. Which Canes players are we buying stock in for this matchup against the North Carolina Tar Heels? Now, remember, we like to buy low, okay? And, well, (laughs) coming out of the performance that Miami had against Middle Tennessee, the stock is low for most of the Canes players. Now, uh, for example, I am not buying stock this week because the stock is already pretty high in Keyshawn Smith who was, I'd say, the best performer on the field for the University of Miami against Middle Tennessee. Had a big game as a receiver, and he scored a special teams touchdown. So, yeah, I don't need to tell you, the stock is looking pretty high right now for Keyshawn Smith, who appears to be wide receiver one at this point. So I don't need to buy Keyshawn Smith because we've already known his stock is high, okay? The stock is definitely rising on Frank Ladson as well, and I would probably buy Ladson this week because yeah he did show some signs against middle Tennessee that he's starting to be ready to break out and take on a bigger role Uh, and you know I'm not saying he's necessarily going to have as big of a year as Charleston Rambo had last season but it took a few weeks for Charleston Rambo who had just transferred in to really start consistently making big plays maybe the same can be said for Frank Ladson okay Uh, Take a look at some other names that I'm definitely buying stock in for this weekend's matchup against North Carolina. Yeah, guys, I'm buying Jaleel Skinner for a couple of big reasons, okay? We're starting to see the snap count go up for the true freshman tight end. Uh, Skinner had 15 snaps against Middle Tennessee two weeks ago, uh, and he caught a pass, a 17-yard reception that... I watched the replay a thousand times, was incorrectly ruled not to be a touchdown. They said he stepped out of bounds. I believe he was inbounds by about an inch. You could see the green grass between his shoe and the sideline. So that should have been a TD. Uh, So we're seeing signs of Skinner getting more comfortable in the offense, playing a little bit more. A couple of weeks ago, Mario Cristobal did specifically say, we want to get Jaleel Skinner more involved. So that's number one. Then number two, why I'm buying stock in Jaleel Skinner is I'm a little bit worried that Miami's going to be down a tight end this week. It's not been confirmed one way or the other yet, and we may not know until 
right before the game when we see who's warming up and who's not. But I'm a little bit concerned that Elijah Arroyo is not going to play this week. We know he sustained an injury against Middle Tennessee. Cristobal did confirm that it's going to be touch and go with Arroyo for the rest of the week, and he very well might not play. So it doesn't sound great. So I think there's probably, this is just my opinion, probably a higher than 50% chance Elijah Arroyo does not play in this game against North Carolina. So keeping that in mind, I definitely want to buy stock in Jaleel Skinner this week because after Will Mallory, Skinner should be the next man up at tight end and they can find other places to line him up as well. You know who else I'm buying stock in for similar reasons to Skinner I'm definitely buying Thad Franklin stock this week. Both Henry Parrish and Jalen Knighton are banged up, and they seem to be in question, question marks at best, heading into this game against North Carolina. My hope would be at least one of Miami's top two backs would be able to play. Uh, obviously, uh, Parrish is the guy who's having – the better season so far than Knighton, who, you know, really hasn't been healthy all year so far. I mean, having Henry Parrish available in this game would be just gigantic for the U. But there's a chance he might not be. There is a chance that Thad Franklin could be the only scholarship running back who dresses for this game. Plus, North Carolina's rush defense, not good. Like, ranked in the 100s how bad their rushing defense is. They give up 193 rushing yards per game. So that may not bode well for Miami completely if Thad Franklin is the only scholarship running back. And if it's Franklin, Devon Perry, and Lucius Stanley, if that's your rotation, obviously you're down bad. But I do think Franklin, who I like a lot, can do some damage against that North Carolina defense. And I, I think he's going to be pretty heavily featured this week. So I'm definitely buying stock in Thaddeus Franklin. Guess what? I'm buying low on Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. This is by far the lowest TVD stock has dipped since he became the starting quarterback last season in the first place. TVD, he got his wake-up call two weeks ago when he got benched. He does have the endorsement of his coaches and his teammates, and I'm hoping Tyler is refreshed and extra motivated coming out of the bye week. And, you know, we know he's going to start. That's been confirmed. And the North Carolina pass defense is, you guessed it, not very good. Uh, they give up 257 passing yards per game. So, listen, I know a lot of you are really down on Tyler and you're thinking, hey, the leash is going to be short and it's only a matter of time before he gives up the starting job full time to Jake Garcia. I'm not at that point just yet. And since Tyler's stock has literally never been lower than it is right now, I'm buying stock in TVD thinking he's going to have a nice game and a bounce back here. So I'm all in on the TVD train right now. Hopefully it's not a train wreck, but I'm all in on that Tyler Van Dyke train right now. A couple of defensive guys that I'm buying stock in. I'm definitely buying low on Gilbert Frierson. And you've seen some clues throughout the week that we're going to start seeing just more usage, more playing time, more snaps for Gil. Uh, coaches spoke this week, including defensive coordinator Kevin Steele, specifically saying how he wants to get Frierson involved and on the field more often. He only got two defensive snaps against Middle Tennessee and something about Gill that I really enjoyed 
And I know a lot of you agreed with me and a lot of you noticed this. I didn't notice it until I went back and watched the game on television because when I was at the stadium live, I missed this detail. You know, when Miami was like down gloom and doom on the sidelines during that debacle, Frierson was maybe the only guy who really acted like a dog out there on that sideline was trying to get his team fired up. So you guys know I'm into that stuff. I want more dogs in that Hurricanes locker room. Frierson may be one of those. Uh, I'm buying low on Frierson. You know, this last one, you know, I guess you can't say you're buying low here because his stock has been high all along. But like sometimes you buy like a like a legacy stock, like right. Sometimes you'll invest in some Disney or some Apple, even if they're, you know, it's not the best kept secret in the world. But yeah, I'm buying some stock in Leonard Taylor because why not? Right. We probably should be doing this every week. You look at just the really tough matchup Miami's defense is going to have against one of the most prolific offenses in the country. Right. North Carolina's offense is legit. They run a tempo. They pick up huge chunk plays. They've got one of the most successful quarterbacks in the country right now in Drake May. They've got wide receivers that are going to be really matchup nightmares and, and issues for Miami to cover. So if you want to slow their offense down, disruptive plays behind the line of scrimmage, TFLs, pressures on the quarterback. Leonard Taylor has got to have a big game. He's got to have a big game, okay? Because if he doesn't, and if Miami's defensive line isn't getting penetration throughout, this is the type of opponent where you can give up 60 points in the blink of an eye to a team like North Carolina. So, yeah, I'm buying some stock in Leonard Taylor this week. Uh, I threw it out there on Twitter as to who you guys are buying stock in for the Miami Hurricanes. And remember, we, we like to buy low, but almost everybody's stock is low at this point. Robert says he's buying stock in Tyler Van Dyke, Frank Ladson, and Keyshawn Smith. Big games coming, he says. And on the defense, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, the D-line, and James Williams. Now, you, yeah, Tyreek Stevenson, honestly, he's going to be one of the most important players on the field for Miami. And he was a little bit banged up last week as well. Hopefully he's okay and can play because Tyreek Stevenson – um, you know, going up against Josh Downs and whoever else in that North Carolina wide receiver core because they've got a handful of guys who can beat you. Stevenson's got to have a big game, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not buying stock in him this week because of just how tough his matchups are going to be, but he's going to be one of the most important players on the field. And the same thing for James Williams. James Williams didn't play well against Middle Tennessee, okay? And Williams, he's the type of guy who can make X plays. He can force turnovers. He can make big hits. He can make interceptions. Miami, I believe, is going to need to force some turnovers to win this game, okay? Jake W. says, this is Frank Ladson's week. Uh, Mitch says about the stocks, he says, I sold everything. <laughs> See, Mitch, that's your mistake here. You don't want to sell low. This is the time to buy, not to sell. Uh, he says, I sold everything. I can't shake the feeling that the coaches will run what they want and not adapt to the players. I have Miami going seven and five, which is pathetic, he says. <laughs> oh, man, Mitch, uh, just take a nap or something, man. Like, meditate. Like, we we, we got to get everybody positive for this game. It's the conference opener. Let's freaking go. Uh, Cuddy says he's buying stock in Frierson, who I obviously agree with. DJ Ivy. Ooh. <laughs> That's a risky stock this week. That's a stonk. <laughs> and he's buying stock in TVD, he says. So, by the way, you guys can always tweet us 
Uh, you see my, for those watching on YouTube, you see my personal account. It's at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. But make sure you follow our show account at Locked on Canes. If you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. And if you tweet the show at Locked on Canes, there's a good chance you can get your tweets read on the show. And if nothing else, answered by me. Oh, we got another response from Joe L that says, none. I sold all my shares after the last embarrassing loss. Now, remember, this segment is not real financial advice because these are not real stocks. <laughs> but still, if you are actually a trader, I would never recommend you sell everything when the stocks are at their lowest point. So I don't, I don't know if you guys exactly understand how this stuff works in the real world. Thankfully, this is not the real world because this is not financial advice. Uh, we have so much coming up on this episode of Locked on Canes. Tyler Van Dyke spoke and he talked about the keys into getting this offense running more smoothly. I, I think he understands what Miami has to do to get things going. Uh, we do have to talk about the Hurricanes defense because they're going up against a quarterback who's now considered to be, he's not going to win it, but he's now considered to be a Heisman contender in Drake May. It's not going to be easy. And what's Mario Cristobal's record coming out of a bye week? I hope it's better than Manny Diaz's record coming out of bye week. That's for sure. Uh, but before we get to all that, guys, I am so excited. Like this, this is so great. We now have Nissan on board with Locked On Canes and the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network called Thrilling Moments. Guys, we highlight the most exciting plays from our Canes weekend game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's Thrilling moment from your Miami Hurricanes is, now don't worry, we don't have a moment from Middle Tennessee. We look farther back, okay? In fact, we go back four years in the time machine to the last time Miami defeated North Carolina. That was September 27th, 2018 at Hard Rock Stadium. Miami rocked the Tar Heels 47-10. to 10, And perhaps the biggest moment from that entire win, it came in the second quarter. The Hurricanes were leading at that time 17 to 10 with UNC's offense on the field near midfield trying to tie the game. And then Tar Heels quarterback Chaz Surratt was intercepted by Miami's Joe Jackson. I loved that dude who returned that INT 42 yards for a pick six, a 14 point swing and a turnover chain. And the Canes turned it into a blowout from there. They won the game 47 to 10. Joe Jackson provided, I think, the most pivotal play in that game. Miami ended up forcing a total of six turnovers in that game. They scored three defensive touchdowns. I'd love to see something like that this Saturday. Just saying, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at Nissan.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So it was interesting to uh, to hear from Tyler Van Dyke yesterday. Um, he talked about Miami needing to, because everyone, of course, is debating the offense. What is this offense? What is this Big Ten nonsense? Why can't we run some tempo? Why can't we take a few more risks and spice it up? Why is it so vanilla? I get all of that. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, I think, gave us a little bit of insight. He said that, 
you know, this offense, which has been defined by Miami's coaches as a power spread. And by the way, pretty similar in formation to what the Georgia Bulldogs run. They also run a power spread. <laughs> I just think that their power spread when players are executing uh, looks a lot better than our power spread when players aren't. So listen, it's not all coaching, right? I mean, a lot of this is players on the field need to execute. But Van Dyke specifically said, in order for Miami to get a little bit more tempo in their offense, they need to create more big plays. That's something Miami's been missing. They're not hitting the big passing plays down the field because, yeah, TVD's deep balls have been overcooked quite a bit. And also Miami's receivers had trouble creating separation. And, yeah, they've had trouble just holding on to footballs. Think about all the drops we've had so far this year. And also, you know, for as much as I've praised for the first three games anyway, Miami's running game, they haven't really been hitting – the big time plays where they get beyond the safety and like they haven't been scoring long touchdowns. Like Miami has had some, you know, 13, 15 yard pickups, but they're really yet to take anything to the house. So we've been missing both in the passing game and in the running game, the big plays. And here's a stat that uh, our friend Alan from Kane's warning was able to uh, compile here. The hurricanes so far this season, they rank 104th nationally with just 15 plays of 20 or more yards from scrimmage. Miami only has 12 plays of 20 or more yards. Um, sorry, 12 pass plays of 20 or more yards. So 15 plays total of 20 or more yards, only 12 pass plays of 20 or more yards. Here's what Tyler Van Dyke had to say yesterday. Quote, yeah, we're going to have to play more tempo, but we need to hit more deep plays, more explosive plays for that to happen. Once you get that 20-yard gain, we'll go faster because I guess the defense is discombobulated, he said. When we're not moving the ball, well, there's no way you can go to tempo, okay? We've got to figure out ways to beat them with the run and all that type of stuff. We just got to get more explosive plays to be able to do tempo, he said. That's what we're trying to work on. The deep balls are always fun, he says. It excites everyone. We've been getting a lot of soft coverages. We've got to take what they give us, he said. So once they start coming up, we got to hit the deep shots and hit those double moves. He said, when the time comes, we got to hit them. We've got to do a better job of that. Okay. So in order to run that tempo, you got to hit the big plays. You got to keep the chains moving and listen, he's right about the crowd getting energized. And I know that after what he said uh, a couple weeks ago about hard rock, having no energy, I think TVD's maybe choosing his words a little bit carefully at this point but for what it's worth there weren't a lot of people there at the middle tennessee game but that crowd did get energized when jake garcia hit that 39 yard uh deep ball to Keyshawn smith like that was you know the most energy we felt in that building probably all season long <laughs> you know because i i don't know if the the southern miss energy or the uh the bethune cookman energy was anything to write home about so yeah, so that, that's what Tyler Van Dyke says needs to happen if the Hurricanes are going to be able to run more tempo. Uh, this is obviously a difficult matchup for Miami's defense when, you know, you've got a North Carolina team that averages more than 500 yards of offense per game, a quarterback who is throwing for 318.8 passing yards per game. That's Drake May. Now, Drake May is considered to be – uh, he's not going to win it again because I just I can't see that happening in my wildest dreams. But Drake May, uh, based on his performances and his numbers so far this year, 
is considered to be a Heisman candidate. FanDuel's odds list him as the 10th favorite for the Heisman Trophy right now. Um, you know, it, it also is, it's frustrating because not only does North Carolina, you know, offensively anyway, their defense has Swiss cheese size holes. I mean, you got to hope Miami can exploit it, but North Carolina's offense has already looked really good. And, you know, I, I mentioned in, in the Nissan segment, it's been four years since Miami has beaten the Tar Heels. And North Carolina has this habit of having their best performances and their most complete performances against Miami. So, like, for as bad as their defense has looked this year, why am I expecting them to look like the Steel Curtain or the Purple People Eaters or something against Miami? Like, I'm expecting North Carolina's defense to have the game of their lives. But the offense, North Carolina's offense is going to be good no matter what. Uh, just in the Notre Dame game alone, Drake May completed passes of 28, 43, 80, 64, and 23 yards. So for all we talked about with the Hurricanes struggling to uh, to hit big plays through the passing game or the running game, North Carolina does it like it's nothing. Like they're hitting deep plays and chunk plays with very, very little issue. That's why, you know, the job of people like Tyreek Stevenson and DJ Ivy is going to be extremely important this coming week. And of course, Miami's defensive front is going to have to put constant pressure, constant pressure against North Carolina. Um, you know, Kevin Steele, Miami's defensive coordinator, who spoke earlier this week, uh, he took a lot of the blame for those big passing plays Miami gave up against Middle Tennessee, right? We just talked about how many big passing plays Drake May hits. You know, Miami gave up, what, four passing plays of over 65 yards against Middle Tennessee, and North Carolina has a better quarterback and better players than the Blue Raiders do. Uh, Kevin Steele says, when you see something on tape and it doesn't look right, that's on me, he said. The players play, the coaches coach, but that's a coach's job. It falls on me 100% to get it rectified. We had four big plays that probably defined the game, he said. Uh, and Kevin Steele told us, and he was pretty upfront about it, that, listen, it's his job to get the players prepared and also to put them in positions that they can handle, right? Like, if you have players that have certain strengths and certain limitations, it's the coach's jobs. We say this about the offensive coaches as well, of course. It's the coach's job to only put your players in situations that they can handle, right? Because if you put, you know, somebody like DJ Ivy in a situation where they're going to get picked on or they're going to get exposed, it's up to you as a coach to scheme around that, okay? And so I'm hoping and expecting Kevin Steele as a coach and Miami's players who look like they never got off the bus last time out to just do a better job of exec executing and putting themselves in positions to make some of these plays. You know, Coach Steele, uh, he talked about Drake May having uh, abilities. He actually compared him to Josh Allen, <laughs> which I, I hope that's like the kiss of death, right? I hope that he's like trying to jinx <laughs> Drake May coming to this game when you start comparing him to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he talked about May being big and also having these running abilities uh, and that he's a very accurate passer who gets the football out quickly. And, of course, he praised those North Carolina wide receivers. So, it's going to be a very, very tough one for the Canes coming up this week. When we come back, a guys, I, I don't know. Um, it looks like this is very well going to happen. Very well going to happen. A University of Miami commit for the class of 2024 is trying to reclassify to 2023 and come in a year early. If true, this is absolutely gigantic 
And we need to talk about that next here on Locked on Canes. Right after we talk about the awesome people at Bet Online, oh, I am on the site every single day, guys. This is the place for your action and the place to get educated. It's your number one source is Bet Online, number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online's remain Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. So, guys, Miami is favored against North Carolina. I think it's down to three and a half now. It was in the fours yesterday, but, you know, the Canes are they're, they're expected by the odds makers at bet online to uh, to get the job done this week so hopefully hopefully they are right about that one but guys i'm on the site every single day bet online where the game starts thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen today we're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on youtube so uh, in Miami's class of 2023, which is a top 10 class at the moment, trending to be a top 10, and I think it will be a top 10 class. I know a lot of you were like, but they lost to Middle Tennessee. Everyone's going to decommit. No one's going to want to play at Miami. Now, relax. Now, I do think losing to Middle Tennessee, it definitely – it hurt Miami's momentum and there might end up being certain 2023 recruits that maybe Miami will not land in the future because of what happened against middle Tennessee. But until proven otherwise, I believe that the vast majority of the current verbal commits for 2023 are solid and will remain solid. And Miami is looking to add more. Now, one of Miami's additions to this class could actually come from a guy who was supposed to not even arrive until the following year. But sometimes players reclassify. And that's what Antoine Jackson, a four-star cornerback commit for the class of 2024, is looking to do. This is an excellent player. Um, and there's definitely a need, a pretty immediate need in recruiting to get cornerbacks. So to maybe not have to wait an extra year for this guy would be gigantic, right? Because Miami only has currently one cornerback committed and that's Robert Stafford, who I think is very underrated. Um, but you know, you can add Antoine Jackson a year early and Miami are still considered. We talked about this with John Garcia jr. Yesterday, Miami are still considered the favorites for uh, Damari Brown from American Heritage. So hopefully, hopefully he ends up verbally committing to Miami. I know he's been really watching the way things are transpiring on the field with the Canes. He was at the Middle Tennessee game. So hopefully he's able to wipe that from his memory pretty quickly and then move forward, not focus on that one too much. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you've already got Stafford, if you can add four-star Antoine and also to, to say this on Antoine because he's supposed to have another high school season you know he's been playing so well that this is a guy who is considered a potential future five-star that if he does decide and he still could decide this to play his his final uh, high school season you know he could end up even adding a, a fifth star 
by the end of next high school season. But if he does commit to Miami early and he he said about he said uh, this specifically, he told this to Kane Sport. I don't really care about being a five star or number one, he said. I just care about my development and stuff. Just me knowing I can go and get ahead in the class and potentially start getting playing time early. And yeah, that's what he knows he can do that at Miami. He knows if he arrives at Miami, even as a 17 year old true freshman, he could potentially, you know, not only get a lot of good work in on the practice field, but potentially get some work in games as well. I think he's that good. Um, Jackson was asked about his thoughts about potentially switching to the 2023 class. Like when did that first surface? Uh, he said really ever since I committed to Miami, he said, so he, he actually flipped from Georgia to Miami. And then as soon as he committed to Miami is when he started to think, you know what, maybe I can get out of high school a year early. Maybe I can finish my credits and I can just bounce. So that would go a long way, a long way to reinforcing what already is and I believe will be a top 10 recruiting class for these Miami Hurricanes if Action Jackson ends up committing, uh, ends up arriving a year early than he had planned to. Guys, on our next episode tomorrow, we're going to do a crossover. Talk about going behind the enemy lines. We are going to have Isaac Shade from Locked on Tar Heels on. Uh, you know, we can talk about What's worse, Miami's offense or North Carolina's defense? Because, you know, both those units are down bad. We're going to have a great time talking about all the strengths and weaknesses, matchups, and predictions for Miami against North Carolina with Isaac Shade on our next episode. So, guys, make sure you make Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Locked On ACC. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on the crossover on Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.